0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Monday, June 24th, 2019. I'm your host, Will Hunter. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I must apologize up front. I am dealing with some allergy stuff, you guys. So there are going to be random, uh, hopefully clean sounding pauses in the podcast. Uh, Just know that's where I had to stop the recording, turn my head and sneeze. Uh, As you can tell, I'm a little bit stuffed up. Right now, I've got some tissues here to help alleviate that issue. I took some medicine not too long ago, so hopefully uh, as we cruise along here, uh, everything will sort of improve and my voice will be sounding just as perfect as it ever uh, by the end of the show. On today's episode of Locked on Spartans, uh, we're going to talk about Matt McQuaid, Kenny Goins, and Nick Ward. Uh, all three of them go undrafted in the NBA draft. No real surprise there. But uh, all three of them are getting Summer League shots. And so we'll probably spend a little bit more time on McQuaid because uh, he signs with the Pistons or agrees to a deal with the Pistons. Uh, and, you know, hometown team. I think McQuaid might have the best chance out of the three to actually make it uh, in the NBA. Uh, so maybe we'll spend a little bit of extra time on McQuay, but we will talk about Ward and we will talk about Goins. Uh, I don't foresee having any extra time at the end. If we do, we may dip into recruiting. Uh, Michigan State had a big weekend in recruiting, but I think I'm going to save that because uh, in a couple of hours here, Michigan State's going to add another player to the class and then uh, that way either tomorrow or Wednesday, we can talk about the uh, the class as a whole as it sits uh, going into the dead period here. So that just makes more sense, uh, and I don't think we'll have time to do it anyway. And I also want to give you guys just a quick primer on G League stuff because we're going to be hearing about it as we follow the McQuaid-Ward going stuff uh, through the next few weeks here. So just a quick primer on that, and really it's good information. Um ...for you guys to sort of just better understand. If you are a college basketball fan or an NBA fan, the G League's gone through a lot of changes. Uh, and it's good just to have that information so you kind of understand you know, what it means for your team or your favorite players or, or whatever. So we'll do a little bit of that as well. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate, like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere... Hotels.com, be there, do that, get rewarded. Today's episode is also brought to you in part by Twillery. Okay, uh, one last thing. Sorry, (laughs) I was just about to get into it. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribing is the easiest way to get these episodes on your phone, on your device, every single day. And I'm still taking submissions. If you want to be on the show, you want to co-host a segment of Locked on Spartans, email me, lockedonspartans at gmail.com. Tell me what you would want to talk about. And uh, we will, you know, talk about that idea, set a plan, and uh, get to recording. All right, let's uh, get this show rolling, talking about uh, some G League stuff, a little G League primer here for you. So you're going to be hearing about, you know, different types of contracts, different words, things like that, that you may not be super familiar with uh, throughout this process. Uh, they're, you know, two-way contract Uh, Is one affiliate uh, contract, is another one, and uh, so I just wanted to go over and sort of explain some of this stuff so you uh, can know the difference and not, you know, be uninformed Uh, because nobody wants to be uninformed. Actually, it seems like everybody wants to be uninformed anyway. So, um, Matt McQuaid, Nick Warden, Kenny Goins are all on summer league tryouts basically. They have committed to their respective teams to play with them during the NBA Summer League. They'll get paid for that, um, but they don't have an official contract with the team. So they're not technically a member of the NBA squad or its organization. They're just kind of, it's similar to a rookie camp tryout in the NFL, uh, but it's You know, um, there's less guys that get that. A ton of guys get rookie camp tryouts in the NFL and very few make it. The percentages of guys who, you know, get these G-Leagues or Summer League opportunities and eventually stick around in the G-League is pretty solid. I was just going through some of the Pistons guys who played on their Summer League team last year that were undrafted rookies, and uh, a good number of them, a handful, ended up on the G-League team, and I think uh, some ended up overseas as well. So it's a different proposition than, you know, NFL rookie camp tryout for undrafted and unsigned guys. You know, Matt McQuaid is the only uh unsigned uh undrafted guy playing for the Pistons in summer league. There it's him and Benny Boatwright are the only rookies uh as of right now. Benny Boatright signed as a free agent uh with you out of USC with the Pistons. So he's actually got a deal in place Already, but um, you know, it's McQuaid and Boatwright. So, McQuaid has a decent shot, it's not some you know crap thing to go to the summer league. So, these three guys are all on summer league tryout basis only, you know, committed to summer league. Beyond that, there's signed free agents, like I just mentioned, there's Benny Boatwright out of USC with the Pistons. That basically means you are a member of the NBA organization once the new league year gets going, which is just like in a week or so here, Um, and you will be paid. Uh, once the season actually gets going, the league minimum salary you're basically signed to a league minimum salary with almost no guaranteed money. Depends on the player, but I would imagine most get uh, very little guaranteed money. It's not like other contracts in the NBA where everything is fully guaranteed. Uh, for you know, most of the established players can get fully guaranteed money. Um, that's not how it works for these undrafted guys. Um, but they are signed to NBA league minimum contracts uh, that can be pretty much waived really easily. And then you can go from there because uh, you know teams don't want to commit too much money to something like that that they could end up just cutting in a few weeks. So that's what that means. Uh, you'll see some guys signed to two-way contracts. Two-way contracts are uh, contracts that cover both the G League team and the NBA sort of parent organization Uh, two-way contracts are protected from poaching Uh, in the g-league players are signed with the league itself they're not signed with the specific organization uh, which is kind of a weird thing Uh, but they're signed with the with the league so say memphis really likes somebody in the pistons g-league team they are able to sign that player off the pistons g-league team onto their active nba roster but they got to sign them the Pistons uh, can protect players, though, with uh, two-way contracts and then affiliate contracts, which I'll talk about affiliates in a second. But two-way contracts are contracts that cover the G League and the NBA. Uh, they're paid out at higher rates than just your standard G League contract. Uh, so guys on two-way deals who play in the G League, if they played the entire season in the G League, would make like seventy-seven grand, I think, something like that, seventy grand. Over the five months, and then uh, whatever time they spend in the NBA, it's at a league minimum salary, so it's a prorated uh, amount. So they just basically figure out how many days are you in the G, how many days you're in the G League, and then pay that out at the seventy thousand dollar rate. How many days are you in the NBA? Pay that out at the league minimum salary rate. So two way contract guys make decent money for undrafted people, uh, but the key is they are protected. And they play in the G League, they develop, and they cannot be poached away. So if McQuaid ends up out of Summer League with a two-way contract, that's a really good sign that the Pistons like something in there. Same with, you know, Warden Goins. And each team in the NBA has two slots that they can have two-way contracts. So they can sign 15 guys, have two two two-way contracts that play you know, Between the G League, between the NBA, uh, with guys getting hurt in the NBA, things like that, trades, uh, you know, buyout season during the NBA rosters obviously fluctuate a ton in the NBA. So having those two-way contracts that can be brought up at any time uh, at a league minimum rate is uh, effective. And like I said, the biggest thing perhaps with a two-way contract is protecting developmental assets in the G League from getting poached away. And the same can be said for... Uh, affiliate g-league contracts although in order for an affiliate g-league contract to convert to an nba contract it has to be a new contract it doesn't cover uh, the the nba and the g-league like the 2a contract does but affiliate contracts are g-league only contracts uh, and they entitle a team to protect a player from being poached and that player is paid at a higher rate than the g league base salary of seven thousand dollars a month affiliate players get uh what are called affiliate bonuses pretty straightforward and teams can ensure uh you know prospects in the g league can be protected through uh, affiliate contracts so those are words to look out for if McQuaid, goins ward any of them sign two-way deals or affiliate contracts with their respective teams after Summer League, those are you know both pretty good indications that the the teams, the organizations like them and want to keep them around. Goins won't be signing those because the Denver Nuggets don't have a G League team because Stan Kroenke is a notoriously cheap person. Uh, Stan Kroenke is the one who moved the, the Rams from St. Louis to Los Angeles. He also owns the Denver Nuggets. Uh, and his son's kind of in charge of it, but he owns the Denver Nuggets and they do not have a G league team. Uh, and so Kenny Goins will not be playing for the Denver Nuggets G league affiliate because it doesn't exist, but teams, uh, will other G league teams and other organizations will certainly be paying attention, uh, to him. And Denver still has the ability to protect players and things like that. But the, like Gones won't be signed to the De- Denver Nuggets G league team, um, he can be an affiliate player in the G League with the Denver Nuggets and be protected and a member of the Nuggets, but uh, it's just kind of a strange setup there because Denver doesn't have a, a G League team. Either way, uh, once Summer League gets going for these guys and the process, you know, it, sometimes it happens for guys after a couple games, sometimes it takes time, you uh, you know you'll see some signings here and there different things different transactions are going on throughout summer league with free agency going on in the NBA things kind of are crazy those couple of weeks so those are some things to just kind of look out for uh during summer league and with the transactions of these guys are they signing two-way deals are they affiliate players are they going just you know just getting assigned to the G League uh, are they signing with the big club you know what's going on there and then as that news happens, we will, you know, obviously I'll reconvene here at Locked on Spartans and uh, give you all the information you need to know about that. But I just want to give you that quick primer on that stuff because you're going to be hearing some of these terms tossed around if you're going to be following this. Uh, and I just wanted to make sure you would A, know what you're talking about or know what people are talking about. When you hear that stuff and be know where each Michigan State player stands right now with the NBA, none of them are technically on NBA teams right now, but are all going to summer league with NBA teams with uh, good chances to make an impact, uh, make their presence felt, and then earn their spot either to training camp. That's the big thing you want to see if these guys can get uh, or you know earn spots at training camp with the big clubs, with the NBA clubs, because that will pretty much ensure some sort of compensation protection plan to keep them within the organization for at least uh, whatever the first couple of months of the season just to see how things go professionally. All right, let's take a break right there. When we get back, we'll start actually talking about some specifics of these guys. I want to talk about McQuaid. And his potential fit with the Pistons. And then we'll talk about you know the, the journey or what we need to see, I guess, from Ward and Kenny Goins uh, as Summer League gets going here in a couple of weeks. Guys, it is 2019 and these days shirts shouldn't wrinkle, itch, or sweat. And with Twillery, they don't. Twillery makes stocking up your closet as simple as restocking the beer in your fridge. It is easy, affordable, and you get the perfect fit guaranteed. Tulare offers non-iron, untuckable, and performance dress shirts for as low as $55 each when you bundle four more. That's right, $55 each when you bundle four or more. These are great shirts, high-quality shirts. You're going to absolutely love them, and that price is a steal for the the type of quality you're getting with twillery shirts and even better they have free shipping and returns so you can try on some twills risk-free yes you heard me right you can try twillery dress shirts completely risk-free if you don't like it send it right back no sweat no cost it's all good right now you can get $25 off your first twillery purchase by going to Twillery.com slash locked on and entering the promo code locked on. And I'd like to encourage you all just to you know head over to twillery.com and check out some shirts because once you do, you don't even need me. These suckers sell themselves. They got a bunch of really cool shirts, different styles, different patterns, different colors. Uh, you're going to want to buy them. You're going to want to give them a shot once you head over to, t- to uh, Twillery.com. So it's Twillery.com slash Locked On, promo code Locked On for $25 off your first Twillery purchase. One more time, Twillery.com slash Locked promo code Locked On. And as always, you can find Locked On Spartans on the brand new podcasting app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Spartans. All right, welcome back to segment two of today's Locked On Spartans. I want to start this segment talking about Matt McQuaid uh, within the Pistons organization because I, when he worked out for them uh, a few weeks before the draft, you know, I didn't think they would end up drafting him, and they didn't, and that's fine. Uh, but I, I got kind of excited about the potential of him eventually making it with the Pistons because uh, they have made no bones about it. They have been very much every move you kind of see. Just look at their draft uh, class this year, who they signed in in, uh, the undrafted guys. I'm sure we'll see it in free agency as well. The Pistons are... doing anything they can to just get shooting. They're hoarding shooters. They need shooting. They have a dearth of shooting on their team. uh, And they're going to be uh, addressing that, I think, throughout this offseason. We'll see how free agency goes. And so when McQuaid went there to work out for them, I I got excited because I thought, great, this is a good marriage of uh, talent and need. And it happens to feature, you know, Guy for my my school and my NBA team, what could be better? Um, so it ends up, you know, paying off. Uh, McQuaid agrees to join with the Pistons for summer league, and I think uh, he's going to have a real shot here to stand out. He's going to get an opportunity because, as I mentioned earlier, the only rookies uh, with the Pistons in the summer league as of now uh, are their draft picks which they've got three of them, uh, and I'm not sure if all three are playing. I know for sure two will. um, Josh Bone's going to play, and then Dumbuya is going to play as well because he's going to be with the big club this year. I'm not sure about the other guy they took in the second round who's kind of a stash-type player. Uh, If he's going to be playing on Summer League, we'll see with that. But uh, aside from the draft picks, which you kind of – there's a set sort of plan with them, and things are going to happen – uh, that way with them. Uh, McQuaid and Benny Boatwright are the two rookies that are really going to be scrutinized in this, that are going to be looked at. Is there something here long term? Is there something we can get out of this guy? Is this guy a future NBA player that we can stash away, develop for a year or two, and then have on our big club ready to go as a good basketball player for cheap like this is a big investment opportunities for NBA clubs just look at someone like the Spurs when they just throw out random guys that they didn't draft that were undrafted or late second round picks that developed and their G League team and are making an impact at the NBA that's just cheap talent it's sort of this money ball if you want to look at it that way the money ball right now in the NBA I think aside from strategically shooting threes uh, the sort of money ball thing that's going on right now secretly is is the G League. Teams are really starting to use the G League to develop their NBA teams. And so I think this is a really huge summer league for, for McQuaid and for all these guys, but McQuaid because uh, there's a real spot for him in the Pistons organization if he's able to take advantage. I think in summer league, if he's able to get open enough – Uh, do some shot creation, play well in transition, show off a little bit of athleticism uh, and defend well, then I think it's going to bode well for him getting that training camp invite. He's not going to make the NBA this year. uh, And if he does, it won't be right out of, uh, you know, camp here. Like he's going to spend time in the G League and that's fine. But I think it's a good marriage between what he does well and what the Pistons need. The Pistons need wings, and they need wings that can shoot. Uh, And he checks both those boxes. He's going to, I think, need to add some size and strength here before he's really able to hang in the NBA, and that's fine. Guys do that. Uh, I'll keep bringing up Bryn Forbes because I think it's a pretty good example uh, and it happens to fit nicely that they both went to Michigan State. But uh, look at Bryn Forbes now compared to what he looked like at Michigan State. It's a different dude. He is jacked now. <laughs> He's absolutely jacked. And that's what professional development will do uh, after a couple of years. And the skill set's still there for Bryn. It's just turned up, it's just turned up to a professional level. Uh, and now he's an effective NBA player, and I think that's what McQuaid can be. I think he needs to fill out a little bit more. He is technically right. You got to think of this: uh, you're going from a a, a a boys' game essentially, a young adults' game in college, to a man's game. Right? It's a man's game, but like there are freaking crazy freaks like LeBron James is a human that being that shouldn't exist at that size weight speed athleticism it just shouldn't exist uh so it's just a different level there uh and there is an adjustment period there is you know McQuaid was a a good athlete for college games now he's gonna have to become a, a good athlete for pro games it's gonna take time and that's fine that's expected but I think in summer league if he could show something Get some shots, do a little bit of shot creation. I think he'll have the chance to have the ball in his hand because he can handle the ball, uh, and he can pass a little bit. He just never did much in, in at Michigan State. I mean, he played the two most of the time, but I think he's more of a you know he's kind of a two-three switchable wing uh, in the NBA. But I think if he could show a little bit of uh, playmaking, shot creation ability as well in the summer league, that'll do uh, well for him. I don't even think he really has to shoot it particularly well. Uh, All his numbers indicate that his shot will translate eventually, and judging a shooter on his first week of professional action, professional game action by percentage, may not be a winning proposition. I think you just look at what type of looks is he able to get for himself, what type of looks is he able to get through running the offense, how does he play in defense, what's his effort level like, uh, and then just make an evaluation from there. Because it's very possible that he just... Comes out cold and misses a bunch of shots, and he wouldn't be the first guy to do that at Summer League. Uh, But that doesn't mean he'll never make it as an NBA shooter. He's an 80-plus percent free throw shooter. He shot 42% from college on high volume. His shot's going to translate. It just may take some time. So uh, I think McQuaid has a great opportunity to earn himself a a two-way deal or an affiliate contract with uh, the Pistons G league Uh, Really looking forward to seeing how Summer League pans out for him. Uh, Starting in a couple of weeks, or I think it's July 5th uh, through the 15th in Las Vegas. All right, let's take a break right here. When we get back, I want to talk about Nick Ward and Kenny Goins. Remember to get the show every day. Subscribe to Lockdown Spartans in the brand new Himalaya Podcast app, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Download Himalaya and all those podcasts at your app store and subscribe to Lockdown Spartans. All right. Welcome back, segment three. Let's talk about the other Spartans that are getting their NBA shots. Uh, Nick Ward's going to be with the Hawks, which uh, I don't know. Uh, I would, I think, I would like love to see Nick be a member of the the Atlanta Hawks organization. There's something that just like vibes with Atlanta, the mood of Atlanta, the vibe of Atlanta, and how Nick Ward sort of carries himself. The guy that he is, the way he plays, it's almost, it's similar to. Uh, the grit and grind era Memphis Grizzlies, how there was just that sort of like, yep, this is the team. This is the mood. This is the squad. This is the setup. Like there's a little bit of that similarity to it. I think Nick uh, in Atlanta would be awesome, but he's going to have to uh, prove some things for sure. Summer league's going to be big for all three of these guys for, Ward McQuaid for Goins, it's going to be big for all of them, but I think Summer League might be biggest for Ward. Uh, He's going to get the chance to do some low post stuff and get some buckets, and and they'll run an iso set and kick it to him with his back to the basket and let him work. That's not going to be what's going to always happen, though. Um, That's more like satiating him. Uh, What Nick's going to have to do in Summer League is he's he's going to have to move a lot, uh, a lot more than he did at Michigan State. Not to say he didn't move a lot, but it's just going to be turned up a level. Uh, defensively, he's going to get put in a ton of, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, a ton of pick and rolls, and he's going to be put into spots where uh, he's going to have to move and guard guys who are quicker than him, guys who can move a little bit better than him. He probably won't run up against anyone who's much bigger than him, which is good. Um, but he's going to have to sort of take those first steps, wading into the professional waters. Excuse me, wading into the professional waters of uh, being a big switching and defending the pick and roll. Uh, That's going to be his biggest test. That's going to be what is going to be scrutinized uh, a lot about him. And he's going to have to show some capacity to do that. Uh, uh, More on offense, he's going to have to add some versatility, show some versatility. I'm sure in workouts, he's been shooting the ball uh from deep taking threes taking mid-range jumpers uh you know showing off a more vari- variety of varied more varied yes varied a more varied skill set than he had shown at MSU because of what he was asked to do in the Michigan State offense which is be a back to the basket big uh, in and out, lower block. Take a step out. Back on the block. Take a step out. Back on the block. Working, and fighting and to get in position. Uh, I think he's going to be moving around a lot more, spending time on the perimeter, coming through, setting screens, uh, operating in the pick and roll. I think Nick could be a good, uh, you know, rim crashing big, uh, rim diving, whatever you want to call it, big uh, on the pick and roll because. Uh, of the ability he's shown in transition to rim run, you know, get through tight spaces quickly, make difficult catches and finish in traffic. That's kind of what finishing off the pick and roll is. He may not be a lob catcher, which uh, is something you think of uh, in the NBA, DeAndre Jordan, Andre Drummond, uh, Clint Capella type thing where, where guys are just coming off the pick and roll and catching lobs for dunks. That may not be Nick's game, but I think he can do stuff in the pick and roll diving to the rim because he's comfortable, has good hands in that sort of scenario. And it's something that happens a lot in the NBA, the way they run offense, like he's going to have to catch the ball in traffic and make difficult shots around the rim with people draped all over him if he wants to make it in the NBA. And he's going to have to do that off the pick and roll. And so I think we'll start to see how proficient is he at doing that? Can he be someone who is a screener and roller and do a good job at it? Uh, The other thing, he's going to have to play make uh, a little bit more than he did at Michigan State, especially when he's got the ball uh, passing in and out of the post. If a double comes, he's going to have to make a quicker decision, make better passes, make good reads. Uh, There's just, you know, some different things that we've talked about at length with Nick here that he's going to have to show. He's, again, on a just summer league only trial, trying to earn the spot to training camp, trying to get, uh you know a two-way contract an affiliate deal make some decent money his first year in the g league and and be a part of the atlanta hawks long-term plans uh they obviously saw something intriguing in him they think there's something there with his size and potential uh you know if, if nick like if nick ward is six foot eight six foot nine 250 pounds more filled out we'll say in better shape in a couple of years, just more muscle, more muscle bound. He's not going to be a freak athlete, but as a solid athlete and just a really big, strong dude, Uh, imagine him with some sort of soft touch perimeter game. He can work inside, work outside. He could be a really effective bench scorer uh, in the NBA. Kind of how Maurice Spates was just a dude who was big uh, and could get buckets. And he was just Uh, kind of a different type of player, Mo Buckets. And, you know, he was sometimes sometimes kind of a liability on the defensive end, but he played an important role on some championship teams because he could come off the bench and give you seven points in 45 seconds. I think Nick could have some type of impact that way. If he can develop that perimeter game, Uh, be able to work inside and outside, work as a a rim diver, rim runner in transition. You know, he could be sort of an instant offense type big who can put other teams in, uh, you know, put opposing teams in mismatches. And that's something that uh, is certainly a valuable tool, valuable asset to have In the NBA, as for Kenny, I'll be really intrigued to see how Summer League goes for him. I'm hoping to catch some of their games. I got NBA TV. Uh, We usually get to watch Summer League games there. So I'm interested to see how things go for him. Uh, If he's playing a lot where he's playing. If he's playing as an undersized four. Is he playing as a a three, uh, you know, on the wing, a three and D type guy? Uh, You know, it's positionless basketball. Is he moving between the front court and the back court kind of thing? I'll be interested to see how they deploy him, uh, how his shot looks, how he's being used on offense. I know he's going to be a screener. He's going to do a lot of screening. He's going to do pick and pop type action, um, which is you know good for him. He, he can do that. Uh, I imagine the work flare screens in for him where he's going to have to make tough catches uh, on the wing and, and get up shots. He's going to spend time in the corner. How does that corner three look? Uh, what type of... Things is he able to do in terms of actually having the ball in his hands? Is he just a dribble handoff guy, setting screens, moving around, and standing in the corner waiting? Um, or is he more involved in the construction? Or the construction? I was going to say the construct or the construction? The construction of the offense. So I'm certainly intrigued to see how he looks there defensively. Definitely want to watch him uh, against guys that are bigger than him, stronger than him, opposing power forwards. Can he h- hold his own? Can he use... F- athleticism uh to you know hang defensively with bigger guys is he put on a wing defensively can he hang with a more athletic wing on the perimeter is he able to grab rebounds be an effective rebounder uh if he's playing the wing defensively you know that's an additional wing rebounder thats could be a really strong benefit for him he would be a really good rebounding wing and he's a good rebounding power forward but is he able to rebound well with guys that are bigger than him taller than him he's been able to do it in college can he translate it to the next level when everyone that you are playing against is really good not just uh you know every other player like you would kind of see in college so super interested to see how things go for kenny uh hopefully he can do enough to impress, uh, you know, earn a G League contract, be able to get some sort of protection, some sort of bonus money, an affiliate deal, a two-way deal or something like that. Um, I would think that might be out of the question for him just because his pedigree and where he's at right now and where he needs to get. But, you know, you never know. If he shows a real ability to defend on the perimeter and hit threes really well and is moving better and is a capable ball handler that can just kind of get it to the next guy and keep the offense moving you know maybe a team really likes his potential as a three and d wing uh if they can just develop some some handle and things like that uh and maybe he gets a two-way deal or, or something like that that would be wonderful for kenny uh, if that situation were to play itself out but we'll see uh, all that stuff is going to be happening here in the next couple of weeks. July fifth, I think. Summer league gets going for these guys. All right, that's it for today's episode of Locked On Spartans. Thanks so much for listening. Follow the show on Twitter at On Spartans. Follow me on Twitter at Will underscore underscore Hunter one L two underscores. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Go to iTunes, five star rating. Do it, do it, do it. Subscribe to the podcast. If you do not subscribe, subscribing is the easiest way to get these episodes to your phone. Every single day. Thanks so much to Twillery. Thanks so much to Hotels.com. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. No, we will not. We will be back Wednesday. Excuse me. We'll be back Wednesday with another episode of Lockdown Spartans. We're going to talk about recruiting. Uh, recruiting. Michigan State added a ton of players to their class. We'll talk about the class as it stands in the dead period. Uh, as the dead period gets going tomorrow. Actually, the dead period gets going today. Uh, we'll talk about where the class stands what they need to do, and sort of where does this fit in in the pantheon of Mark Antonio recruiting classes. So we'll do all that Wednesday when we come back with Locked on Spartans. Until then, go green.